0: Welcome to Setting Light Hunting Stories Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their mediocre hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 117. Hey guys, welcome to the show. This episode is brought to you by Much Needed Sleep and Rest. Um, Make sure that you get that and that you take that. If you're out turkey hunting a couple days in a row and you get up early, you need to rest. And so I did that last night, feeling a lot better today. Uh, If you did not tell in the intro that you are stuck today with a mediocre hunting story. I am so sorry, there is not a guest today. You are stuck with yours truly. (laughs) In fact, it's a recording that I did yesterday whenever I was rather tired, but I think it's okay. I kind of lay out what happened my first two days in the turkey woods. And uh, let's just say... There was some success on day one. Uh, Very excited about that. Still smiling. Editing some footage. Getting all that ready. And I talk about all of that while I'm driving down the road yesterday. So, guys, I just want to say thanks for tuning in. I hope that you're having fun out there. If you are turkey hunting or getting into the woods, um, just remember that it's supposed to be fun. Um, In fact, today, I was thinking about going out again. Like, I've gone twice. And I was I talked to my wife. I was like, well, I could drop the kids off. And I could go from like 7, drop them off a little early. And I could go from like 7 to 9 because I usually don't get into the office until 8.39 anyway. But uh, my wife talked some sense to me. said, hey, you said you weren't going to go. You need some rest. And I really appreciate for her for kind of reminding me of that. It's, it's a month-long season. No need to burn myself out. I've got some responsibilities. So here I am in the office finishing up this podcast so I can get on to my work. And um, it's a good thing. So grateful for her. So keep that in mind. Uh, guys, I will say that today we are going to have a contest. So since I was able to have a harvest, I thought, you know what, I want to reward you guys for listening to a mediocre story today. Um, so if you listen to this podcast and you want to leave a comment below, I'm going to leave a put this up on Facebook uh, and on Instagram and also on the Go Wild app. Okay, So I'm going to have a picture regarding the podcast, the episode, and all of that. If you comment below um, that you've listened to it, talk about what you like about it, share your own story, um, I will enter you for a chance to win a Shedding Light uh, sticker, decal kind of thing. Um, But then there's a a secondary part to this. If you listen to this, because anybody can say that they did that, right? But I went and re-listened to this podcast, and honestly, I realize that I say the word honestly. A lot. In fact, I kept count of how many times I said the word honestly, and it's a ridiculous amount. I don't know if I do that all the time. If I do, I'm sorry, and now you're going to pick up on it. It's probably, I thought I said wow and awesome, but. Honestly took the cake in this episode, uh, in this recording. So uh, if you comment what you like about the podcast or if you want to comment something below on any one of those places, you'll be entered to win a Shedding Light sticker. But you have the chance to win a Shedding Light Hunting Stories podcast sticker. We have two different kinds of stickers. You can win that sticker if you comment how many times you accurately... Count how many times I say the word "honestly" in this recording. <laughs> okay, so not counting right now. Counting from once the recording actually starts here in a second. Uh, I will send that to you. I'll put your names in a hat. We'll we'll pick somebody, and so there'll basically be two winners: uh, a person that comments uh, that they listened, and then if you go a step further and write, you know, how many times I said the word "honestly." you'll be entered to win the Shedding Light Hunting Story sticker. And I'll send that to you free of charge. And uh, and you can display it wherever you care to display it. Guys, I want to thank you for coming back. We're going to jump in, uh, record this going down the road. I actually think the audio, audio quality is not too bad. Uh, and not too bad for a guy that was running on about two hours of sleep either. So hope that you enjoy this story. Here is me with my 2021 Turkey Hunting Opening Day Success Story. Hey guys, i um, in the car right now, just on my way back home from hunting uh, with my brother and a buddy of his named Chad. And uh, I had a fun morning out today, but hope you guys are doing well and thank you for tuning in. I am driving, so if you hear a little background noise, that's what's going on. I'm trying to just optimize my time this this turkey season. You guys know, if you've listened before, one of my goals is to not overhunt, not go crazy and just make the most of my time. and so tomorrow whenever i get in the office i have work that i need to get done so that maybe i can go late uh, hunt later in the week so anyway i wanted to kind of bring you through what's been going on i've hunted two days so i'll tell you about today went out with my brother and uh, his buddy and uh, sat up on a spot where his buddy has had some pretty good success thought he heard some birds the other night and um or last night that is he tried to roost some and um uh, just didn't pan out we had some birds way off in the distance nothing close by got to see some absolutely beautiful country Um, about I don't know maybe a half hour from where I grew up I've never hunted over there and I tell you it is just rolling beautiful hills and uh, the oil companies have gone through there and laid down a ton of pads and they have uh, reseeded all the right-of-ways and it's just beautiful like I just it just felt like miniature Colorado to me Um, so I can't complain at all. We had a few gobbles and a few things, you know, birds that we chased, but just nothing was real fired up. Uh, same thing with my buddy Trav. He went out today up uh, Cambridge area, and same thing. Didn't hear a gobble. So kind of been some rough hunting. Uh, some guys we bumped into said the same thing. But I will say, opening day did not disappoint. Um, (laughs) If you've been on Shedding Light Outdoors, you already know uh, things panned out for me on opening day of Ohio turkey season. So I'm going to tell you that story. Um, It kind of goes back to maybe if you've listened before, uh, you've heard us talk about the Killen Field. And it's just this spot where turkeys, for whatever reason, we kind of have our theories, they love this field and they always end up there. So a couple weeks ago, I went out and I put out my cellular cam on this field in another spot and, uh, was kind of hoping that, you know, maybe I'd see something show up. And honestly, all I had was pictures of cows, uh, didn't have any turkeys. And I thought, well, maybe we need to do something different. And, um, so Trav and I were going to be able to hunt last year with COVID, uh, Trav and I never got together, never hunted and we were disappointed. So we made plans that opening morning, we were gonna hunt together and we, we pretty much planned on the killing field, but then not seeing any pictures. We thought, you know what? There's a property that I go up on the hill uh, where I shot my buck. What if we go up there and start there? Because a lot of times if the birds, we struck out in the in the, the killing field plenty of times. I, I think we remember all the birds that we've killed there, but we forget about the times where nothing came up, You know, nothing came up to our setup. So we thought about going up on that hill and starting up there because a lot of times if the birds don't come up into the killing field they kind of work their way up that other hill and you know by the time you try and get over and make a play on them they're already on another property beyond that that i don't have permission to hunt so that was the kind of the game plan but i also found out riley wanted to hunt and riley is the grandson of the farmer that lets me hunt this 100 acres and the property next to it and so thought you know what i need to get riley on a bird but i i I wanted trying to figure out where there were you know roosting at and and all that and so decided you know the best thing to do would be to go over the night beforehand and take riley with me because i want him to kind of start learning my bad thing that i do sometimes whenever i'm teaching people how to hunt or do anything is i I just kind of do it for them and so i said buddy if you want to know where these birds are roosted you need to come with me and he was able to do that and so i got over there actually kind of early um it was about seven thirty, and it doesn't get dark until about seven or eight fifteen or somewhere around there so we got up in the, the spot we call the saddleback and went back in a little ways to where i think the bird's been roosted before and just sat down beautiful evening and uh sure enough about oh closer to eight we hear a gobble out in front of us and uh we thought we heard a fly up and then a little bit of a gobble so i i wanted to confirm that so i handed riley the my uh owl uh collar and uh you know, hoot tube or whatever from Primos and handed it to him. I said, Okay, go ahead and do a Who Cooks For You, Who Cooks For You All on this. And he let it go, and that bird just cut him off, just got shock gobbled. And the smile I got got it on film, and Riley was just you just see his smile like he was just pumped. It's always cool to get a bird to gobble back. And then a little bit later, we had one gobbling below, so I thought, Man, Riley, you come back this spot in the morning and it could be great, it could be real good. And I was planning on going over to the killing field because I had those pictures of some toms uh, that showed up on the cell cams so two days beforehand those pictures finally came in and there was toms it seemed like there was two different ones in that field on the killing field so Trav and I decided hey why would we go up (laughs) why go up on the property on the hill and kill ourselves whenever they're coming to that same old field so we said you know let's uh we planned on using the blind because originally it was going to rain. Well, then the forecast shifted and it wasn't going to rain till the afternoon. So we said, okay, we can either go up to those trees and try and call them all the way up, like we've done five other times, basically, or actually more than that. We've we, up to this year, we've killed five birds um, in six years in in this killing field, um, and that could have easily been seven, maybe eight, honestly. Uh, so we said, you know, we could do that. But honestly, we, we've we've, uh, we've done that before. And our videos, I mean, if you've watched Shedding Light videos and you've seen our turkey stuff, you've seen this field before. You've seen the footage. I mean, it's, it's pretty basic. <laughs> you know, these birds come into the decoys typically. They come up the hill and we smoke them. So we said, why don't we try the blind? Let's just do something a little bit different. We can get halfway down the hill and instead of having to call them all the way up, you know, we don't have to call them as far and behind us is a fence behind that fence is this neighboring high fence so they really can't get behind us if we're up against that so uh that was the game plan so trav came down the night before and we uh, got up early and went over there we were probably over there close to 5:30, 5:45, and we set up the pop-up blind and put out uh, two decoys. We've always done uh, a hen and a Jake decoy. That's always seemed to be kind of our bread and butter, what works for us. And Trav has invested in some nice decoys. He got an Avian X hen uh, last year, and then this year he got what's called a Lucky Duck Jake decoy. And uh, what's special about this Jake decoy, it's inflatable, but it looks super real and Um, it's in like a subordinate pose so this bird is kind of bent over and it's not like intimidating and so what what we've discovered is sometimes you'll have birds that are you know subordinate birds and they'll come in the field and if they see like a full strutter or whatever they they get a little leery we've had that happen before where birds just are kind of shy and they don't come in as quick so supposedly you know we've heard that if you have this this Jake out there that's kind of in this position bent over a little bit you know birds you can call in dominant birds or subordinate birds and they'll still come in either way because they feel like they've got the upper hand on this jake so that was our setup we uh, put those two out in front of us maybe 15 17 yards something like that trav put them out and I put out my GoPro close to them. Uh, thought I could control that with my remote on my phone, and uh, there, or the app rather, and set up the blind. And we got tucked in there. And we had our coffee, and uh, it was fun. I tell you what, it was just a fun morning, uh, sun coming up, and we weren't in the blind probably maybe five minutes. We started hearing some gobbles. Now, typically the gobbles come over our right hand shoulder as we're looking down over a lot of times these birds like to roost right above the creek uh, maybe just on the other side on that hill that we talked about going up they'll roost there fly down and either come up or they'll go away from us well that wasn't the case this time the birds were off to our left you know kind of maybe if you know 11 o'clock across the ravine up on another side of the hill and that didn't scare us you know because we have called birds from over there before um Trav and I, we called a bird probably, that he had to be every bit of 200 to 250 yards away, maybe more off of this ridge, and we slow, just slow played him the whole way a couple years back. So that didn't bother us, but what was, you know, trying to figure out what we wanted to do, what got challenging was a hen went off in below us very early on. She starts calling. And I let Trav do the calling this time. Typically, I've been maybe a little snobbish and felt like I did. Trav's done great. He's gotten really good on a mouth call. Uh, We both have a JT pot call that we love to run. And um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to shut up. I want him to do this. Like, I know he can do it. He's called in birds before. Last year, he killed two, and I killed none. So I'm going to let him call. And so he uh, did some calling early on, did a fly down cackle. It sounded really good and got all this on film, of course. And uh, then this hen starts going off. And so Traff starts mimicking this hen, trying to tick her off and maybe bring her up. But the toms are off to the left, so I thought, well, maybe if we can get her up in here, it might help. And so he's calling, and then she would call back, and he'd cut her off. And she's getting ticked off, but she never popped up in the field. We probably hear maybe two, three different toms going off in, in the distance. And he and I were going back and forth like, okay, should we shut up for a while? Should we keep trying to take this hen off? You know, she's going off, and we're just afraid that this hen is going to go to the toms, and then she's going to get hen, you know, the tom's going to get hinned up. They'll go silent, and we won't hear them anymore. So we kind of did a little bit of everything. <laughs> so we would mess with the hen, then we'd be quiet, and um, we started to notice the next time we heard those birds gobble, they were a little bit closer. They came off the hill, and they were in this field we felt. You know, not too far. We're like, we're getting, they're getting a little closer. So we shut up for a little bit. And then they gobbled again. We, so we'd call to them, and then we'd shut up. And so all this, there's a lot going on, uh, you know, in the first half hour. And we're, we're just worried that they're going to get away from us. Well, then a hen goes off again, a different hen, we thought. And she was in below us. And so Trav decided that he was going to get out his pot call and start purring and kind of doing little clucks, and little pops, and little whistles, and just kind of pretend like a hen feeding kind of thing, and whenever he did that, all of a sudden, this hen, I looked to my right, and she is now at the edge of the field, and I thought, okay, all right, at least we got a hen coming in, and we haven't heard the toms maybe for like 10 minutes, and that hen, she just slowly makes her way up, and Trav gets some beautiful footage. She comes right up, and she checks out that Jake. She kind of looks at him, and and she, like I said, only 15 yards away or so. And then she makes a circle over and she gets up to the hen. And I tell you what, those Avian X hens, I, I don't know if uh, if I had my 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 decoy out there, I don't know if it would have worked as good, honestly. Because she got eyeball to eyeball with that hen was looking at it. I thought she was going to peck it. And she's just looking at that hen. And then next thing you know, I hear blah, 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 two of them. whole trap they're in the bottom. Like they are now right below us in the bottom just by the creek. Uh, so I get my gun ready. we're all kind of getting settled in. Trav was trying to get footage of this hen but the, you know how the blinds they have like those little spots where you kind of have blind spots so to speak. Well he can't see the hen. I was like, don't worry about the hen just wait, don't move. We don't want to, we don't mess this up. So all this while all this has been going on I have my phone in my lap and I am trying to get my GoPro to connect and it had connected very early on. I tried to hit some record and then it shut off. And I didn't think I was recording, so I was really frustrated. I'm trying to get to connect over and over and over again. It's only 20 yards, less than 20 yards away, and I really want this footage you know, up close and personal. So I don't think my GoPro is running, uh, and I'm trying to get it to work, and it, it's just not. So at one point I just give up on that because I realize this is getting, things might be happening here pretty soon. And sure enough, hen is staring at the other decoy hen, and I look to my right, and I was like, Trav, there they are. And two big, long beards hit the edge of the field. Well, Trav tries to move the camera. He's trying to move the camera off of the hen or where the hen's close to and move it to the right to get these toms. And the second he does that, the hen must have caught that movement or me moving, and all of a sudden she takes flight. And she flies right over top of these toms' heads away from us. We're like, you've got to be kidding me. And so I quickly, I had my mouth call in. I quickly let out a quick mouth call, just a hen, and these two toms gobble. And at that very moment, I get a message on my phone. And I thought I had my phone on silent. My phone dings. I'm like, oh, shoot. And I, I say out loud. I was like, How, why the heck is my phone dinging? And these toms are down there. And we're just in this moment where it just seems like it's a 50-50 toss of the coin. Are they going to go away because that hen spooked? Or are they going to come in you know we don't know and so trav gets it on camera and these toms are down there and they go into full strut and kind of go back and forth a little bit just for a second and then they start coming in the field and i'm like here we go here we go and so these two toms make a full they start off just kind of walking and then that turns into a jog and then they sprint across up this hill toward the decoys And I was trying to figure out which one was the biggest one. I pull back the hammer. I am using my daughter's. Okay, you guys all know. It's my 410, but one day my daughter will use this 410 when she's old enough. (laughs) Um, You know, so I get out this 410, got the red dot. Red dot's on. I pull back the hammer, so I'm ready to go. All this while, Travis Shire has not picked up his gun, which is in the corner of the blind. And I have the GoPro running also inside the blind on us. He never picks up his gun. He never reaches for it. He never thinks that he's going to try and get the double off right off the bat. You know, he, he keeps his gun there because he was focused, so focused, on filming this hunt. Uh, Trav, before this all went down, told me that I had first shot uh, this year. Um, I had filmed him a couple years ago. He got first shot on a bird, and it was the only bird that came in. Um, So I filmed that for him. And then last year, you guys know, I struck out. I missed birds and was not able to get any birds down, and he got two. So he told me he's coming down. He's filming me to start, and he wanted to get that on film, and I had the first shot. So Trav never picks up his gun. I get the hammer back, and these two birds close in on the decoys. Trying to figure out which one's the bigger one. Honestly, they both looked about the same size, and one of them gets closer to the decoy. The other one goes off toward the hen, and within five seconds, this bird, Big Tom, attacks Trav's new decoy. Just smacks him, uh, knocks it about half over. He actually bent the the stake. He hit it so hard, and I'm on him I'm like Trav. You on him? He's like, yeah. But I was trying to wait for an open shot. I didn't want to shoot Trav's decoy because it's an inflatable, so I don't want to poke holes in it. Well, he's this. Tom hits it again, spurs it again. Tom actually fall, falls down while he hits this thing. It was, I mean, i would never seen one do that before. He falls down, and he stands back up, and he faces the decoy. The decoy is leaning over at this point, and the Tom has his head in the air, and I've got my red dot right on him. I'm like, I'm taking the shot. I shoot this bird, and I didn't realize it till later, but the bird was in mid-gobble, <laughs> and I drop him on the spot. Absolutely just roll him he rolls down and then that other bird flies straight up in the air and comes down and at that point, Travis goes to get his gun. <laughs> so I realized I need to try and see if I can help with the camera. And it, the rest was, it was just frantic. This bird starts to try and run away. I start to call. Trav gets his gun out the window. And then he had to pull the camera and turn the camera a little bit to get the camera on the bird. I drop my gun out the window because I feel like it's in his way. And then the next thing I know, boom, Trav shoots his four ten. Bird jumps up in the air lands takes off and Trav immediately says I missed him <laughs> and then he says I shot him with the wrong shoulder and it was just frantic but then the rest just kind of turned into celebration we tried to call that other bird back in but he was out of that field and, and no time flat but my bird uh, flaps a little bit flaps down over the hill we thought maybe I'd, I'd have to go get him but I was pretty sure just with the way he dropped that it was over and pretty soon he stopped flopping and he was done and then the celebration began uh, just it was just absolutely awesome this is 6 a.m so it, it seemed like a long time because we were playing with the hens and trying to get them fired up and then finally the purr you know brought that hen up and then within no time it all just panned out and we weren't sure if it was going to because we bumped the hen you know she saw the movement And it just worked out, and so Trav and I are just all smiles. And he, and I can tell he was a little disappointed, but honestly, he didn't let on at all. He was so pumped for me. He's like, honestly, he goes, "That was so awesome." He goes, "I was so shook up after you shot that." He goes, "I just," he goes, "I don't even know what I saw down the end of my barrel. I don't even know." Yeah, he's using open sights, and he's like, "I don't even know if I shot it." Uh, He had shoulder surgery uh, about three, maybe two, three months ago. And he's not supposed to be shooting a gun right-handed. And he's been practicing left-handed. And so in the heat of the moment, he pulled up right-handed. And he said, he goes, I don't know if I had both eyes open or what happened. But he goes, I I just rushed the shot. Of course, and the bird went another 10 yards. So that bird was probably out there at 30, maybe 35, I think, um, away from him. And so he rushed the shot. But he honestly... If he's disappointed, he didn't tell me because he was just so thrilled that I got it done. So we sat there for a couple minutes, and we finished drinking some coffee. This is the first time. Usually when we shoot a bird, we've always just ran after it to make sure that we, we get it. And, and in this scenario, my bird just stopped flopping. About, he, he did go down over the hill a little ways, um, but stopped flopping. So we just sat there and drank coffee. I did some more calling, trying to see if there was anything else. And uh, just enjoyed the moment. Just really enjoyed it. Got out of the blind and uh, went down over and I I picked up the GoPro and it said battery full. And I thought, well, that, that might not be a bad thing. Maybe this thing was actually recording. I mean, I know I got it on the GoPro of us in the blind. I know we got the main footage, but you know, with shedding light, you know, we've always just wanted that epic footage. You know, it seems like some of our footage, it's always been kind of rushed or something wasn't right. Or, you know, we just wanted everything to pan out well we found out that it did a little bit later on went down recovered the bird did a little interview and and all that heard another bird gobbling behind us so we made plans to go up on that hill and uh went down and i i was able to connect to the gopro and honestly guys it's some of the best footage that we have ever got i mean it it's just absolutely epic i mean the main footage is great but with this gopro footage these birds come in and and they're spitting and drumming and I got all that on film and it's stuff I couldn't actually hear and I was 20 yards away. I couldn't hear it but my GoPro picked it up and got this bird. I didn't even realize I shot a mid-gobble until I watched this video and so I was just thrilled. Both of us absolutely pumped. We realized we've got something truly special in, in this video and that will be coming out very, very soon. I'm going to be working extremely hard this week to get that video done uh, every free chance that I can get just because I, I want to get that out there. It's it's going to be a cool video. I got a neat idea um, that I want to share with you guys. Just to wrap that up, Trav and I, the rest of the day was rough. Um, we went up on uh, that hill that we talked about. We heard a gobble there, and we we didn't want to rush it. We thought, let's just pack everything up, and uh, I I tagged it in Turkey, of course, got all that stuff done, and so we just kind of took our time because we thought we had time. You know, we figured they'd keep gobbling, and we went up on the hill, and we called once we got to the top, and we did not hear a gobble anywhere nearby. So we sat down, waited a while, and we called, and there was a bird gobbling clear back toward where Riley was hunting. So I get to from Riley, and he said he heard birds on the roost, those birds that we roosted the night before, but when they flew down, they just went the other way, and he never was able to hear them again. They just shut up, basically, after uh, fly down, and uh, asked him if he could hear that one. He said it was way off in the distance, so we're not sure exactly where it was, so we uh, went down off the hill, and we decided to meet up with Riley because he was kind of getting bored, and uh, we hit some different ridges and we sat for half hour and we called and nothing. Um, kind of unusual. Usually, uh, it seems like, you know, yeah, they get henned up, but usually like around 10, 11 o'clock, you can start to get, you know, pull some gobbles again. Um, you know, they'll usually, even if they are henned up, they'll still gobble, but they just went completely silent. And that's the same thing we experienced today. So the rest of the hunting so far, I don't know how getting a second bird will go, if that's going to happen or not at this point. Um, you know just because of the way things are going i mean I, at some point i'd have to think that these birds will get lonely and start gobbling a little bit more but right now if they get hinned up they go tight lip they just don't say much after they fly down so but anyway all that to say i am just extremely relieved pumped um grateful honestly uh grateful that god gave trav and i that beautiful opportunity that moment it was supposed to be pouring rain and that shifted to the afternoon And at 6.55, I pulled the trigger. Uh, Very first time I pulled the trigger on this 4.10 and folded uh, this Tom. I had a a 9.5-inch beard, uh, 1-inch spurs. I forgot to weigh him, but just guessing from previous, you know, birds and just lifting, I, I, I would guess he was every bit of 18. I would say he was 20 pounds. I don't think he was much more than that, 20-pound uh, gobbler. Uh, took the breasts, got those, uh, need to cut them up tonight, and get them vacuum sealed, and uh, got the legs. I've never tried turkey legs before, and Trav talked me into keeping them, and so I got those in a, a saltwater brine, and he says that you need to slow cook them here in about three days with some onion, garlic, and says it tastes like roast beef, so I'll have to uh, uh, find out if that's true or not, but just honestly i'm grateful for a lot of reasons i'm grateful that i was able to get an early morning uh tom right off the roost Uh, i was early I, i was grateful also that um we got the footage that we did for shedding light outdoors um so just pumped about that but honestly just grateful to have a friend like travis shire that i can hunt with um you know, Trav and I, we have our differences, and sometimes we argue over different things and strategies, and we're different people, and we do things. Trav loves to sleep in, drink his coffee, and go out, and he killed both of his gobblers last year, like in the mid-morning, and we'll we'll debate strategies and um, all kinds of stuff. We're, we're two different people, but... We we really do have a great friendship. Um, no matter what we fight about, we always come back, and we're always friends at the end of the day. And um, Trav is a good godly man. Uh, he loves the Lord, and he loves his family, and he's got a new baby at home, Lena, and he's learning all that fun stuff that come with babies. But the thing about Travis Shire that I want to tell you about, and the reason I, there's a reason I'm telling you this, is that Trav is a really good friend. Um, he drove an hour and some change down to my place, to a property that I have, and he he did it to film me getting the very first shot. I watched that footage again. I was like, you know what? I think if I were in his shoes, I would have been trying. Yeah, I wanted to get it on film, but I would have been trying to get my gun up. I would have definitely been thinking about, how am I going to double in this scenario? And I don't think that entered his brain. And I don't think it's because he wasn't strategizing. I think it's because he wanted to make sure that I got the first shot. And he wanted to make sure that he got it on film. And then he was going to deal with getting the second shot afterwards. Um, and I just think, you know, there's been a lot of times, you know, the very first time Shedding Light Outdoors got anything on film or we got anything on film is because Trav came down to that exact same property within 100 yards of where we killed that bird, and he filmed me shooting my first doe right there. Not my first doe, but my first doe on film. You know, he he's taken that time to, to come down make that time and and film me a lot of times and i've been able to go up and and return the favor favor on occasion but i just tell you i just appreciate that i appreciate that about him and i don't know if you have a friend like that but those are rare to find people that are just selfless um and and i'm not going to say travis shire is perfect and he would say i'm not perfect either we we both know each other's faults but we've just learned that we're going to be friends no matter what happens um we're not going to let anything no hunting no strategy nothing is going to stop that And that gets me thinking a little bit more on a deeper level about another friend that I have. I have a friend that's also sacrificed everything for me. Um, He's a friend that uh, no matter what I do, he always forgives me. Uh, And I've done a thousand things to, to lose his favor. You know, I've done a thousand things to disappoint him. But this other friend of mine, he has not once failed to forgive me. He always forgives me. He's always been there. Uh, No matter the circumstances, if stuff's going good and I forget about him, he still is there. If I, you know, am in the heat of a moment and life is going crazy and I've gone through some of these crazy trials and I've called out his name, he's been there in those moments too. And I think you guys know that I'm talking about Jesus. You know, Jesus is not some religious figure to me. Um, He's not just some random guy that, that lived in history and, yeah, I like Jesus. No. Jesus is my savior, but beyond that, he's also my friend. The Bible talks about how Jesus is our brother. Uh, he's our advocate. He is so many different things, but I just think of Jesus as my friend. Um, he's the friend that is always there no matter what. And, and I just think that that is so important to realize that, that, that you have a friend in Jesus, that, that the Son of God calls you his friend. He actually knows you by name. Not only that, He knows you better than what you know yourself. He knows the number of hairs on your head. Uh, he knows what you're thinking. He created you. The Bible talks about Jesus being the one that actually made all things. That kind of blows my mind trying to think about that. So if you ever feel like, you know what, I just don't have any close friends or I wish my friends did this or I wish I was a better friend, just look at Jesus. Look at who He was and the friend that He was to the disciples and the friend that he is to us, that is a friend unlike any other that you will ever find. He will never stop forgiving you. He will never stop giving up on you, and he's going to be your biggest fan. Guys, I want to thank you for listening to me ramble and rant today and hear my uh, 2021 opening day Ohio turkey story. I don't know if there will be another bird this year, and if there's not, I will still have a smile on my face just because of how that went. I am just so grateful for that and, um, just beyond pumped if you can't tell. (laughs) All right. That's where I'll stop my rambling and just say, guys, thanks for listening. I will add one more part to this story that I forgot about. You guys remember that, that part where I said that my phone dinged in my pocket just as these two Toms got to the field's edge. Um, (laughs) I was scared partly that that was going to cause them to run away if they had heard that. And so, uh, after we after I shot the Tom and we're sitting there drinking the coffee, I pull up my phone and I look at my messages and I got a message from my brother at six fifty three uh saying, killed any yet <laughs> and so I texted him back at seven and said, Yup <laughs> So I thought that was kind of funny, just the irony of that timing. And um, but anyway, guys, that's the story. Thank you for listening. And remember the honestly comment contest, uh, you know, opportunity that you have. Obviously, not too many people are probably going to enter this. Not too many people are going to do it. So you have a chance to win a sticker. So make sure you comment below on either Facebook, Instagram, or the Go Wild app uh, below this. Thank you guys for listening. Hope to have another guest next week. If you would love to, I'd love to hear your turkey hunting stories or any stories that you have. Send me an email over to sheddinglightod at gmail.com hope that you guys have a fantastic week god bless and remember to shed the light